Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Unbothered with Josh Morani. Today, as promised, is going to be all about the 2022 NFL schedule that was released last night, as I promised on yesterday's podcast. Today, the whole show is going to be dedicated to the NFL schedule, weeks 1 to 18. I'm reacting to everything, ranking my favorite games, predicting teams with the best records, who I think is going to have, who are going to be playoff teams, a couple of surprising teams as well, maybe a team that is low, below the win total, who I think will be better, or another team that is expected to be really well, and, you know, I'm not that high on. And then, if any time allows, I'm just going to make some quick predictions uh, for tonight's NBA and NHL playoff matchups. But let's get started with the NFL schedule. Starting in week one, opening day, Thursday, September 8th, four months away from it, the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams. What a matchup this is going to be. One that I have ranked as in my top five matchups that I'm looking forward to all season is happening not just week one, but is opening day. I'm excited for this one. The defending champions, the Los Angeles Rams, who are trying to run it back, acquired uh, Allen Robinson, you know, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. That connection was special last year. They still got Aaron Donald. Uh, lost some offensive line pieces. Uh, I don't think the pass protection is going to be as great this year as it was last year, where last year it was historic. The Rams winning like 85% of the, you know, pass win percentage. Tremendous. Matthew Stafford had so much time to throw, uh, and it made all the difference in the world. Because when he doesn't have time to throw, you see interceptions, pick sixes. You look at the Titans game, the 49ers game, can't give him time to throw. And the Bills acquired Von Miller through free agency, who was the Ram- who was on the Rams, won it with him, was a key contributor in that postseason run. Now he is on the Bills, and he gets to face his former team for that was his team for eight weeks. So what a matchup. This is going to be Von Miller. Brings a little insider information to the Buffalo Bills. I think the Bills are looking to spoil uh, the Rams' home opener. I think the Bills, uh, you know, probably other than Von Miller, they've got revenge on their mind for how their season ended poorly. They're pegged as one of the favorites. I think this team is going to be really good. Josh Allen versus Matthew Stafford. Give me Josh Allen. Give me Stephon Diggs. Give me Von Miller. Tredavious White, hopefully he'll be back from his ACL by then. Uh, Kair Elam, great draft pick uh, as well. I like the Bills in this matchup. I'm predicting the Bills win, and they open with a statement against the Los Angeles Rams in that, hey, we are here. You know, this is our year. I think the Bills have not just a shot at winning this game because they're the underdog so far to open up. But give me the Buffalo Bills in the season opener. Then some other good games. 
Eagles-Lions. Eagles are a trendy pick, you know, a lot of upside there. Uh, I think that would be a great matchup. Chiefs-Cardinals as well, AFC-NFC matchup. Uh, not a lot of familiarity there, but Patrick Mahomes, first game without uh, Tyreek Hill uh, to start the season. Then Kyler Murray doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins to start the season due to his PED suspension. So both teams are going to be adjusting in that week one matchup. But to me, week one is the one week that doesn't matter. It's the one week in flux where anything can truly happen. Uh, to me, weeks two to 18 is where the tone is set. Because uh, last year we saw the Cardinals wipe out the Titans, but the Titans finished with the one seed uh, in their conference and the Cardinals kind of limped to the playoffs. Saints-Falcons. Uh, 49ers-Bears, Steelers-Bengals, you know, Kenny Pickett, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, two quarterbacks with small hands, the small hand matchup right there. Uh, then we also get to see the Pike, not Packers-Vikings. Packers, no Devontae Adams. Uh, kind of has had, you know, Aaron Rodgers has had a historical tough time with the Vikings. This one's in Minnesota. How does How do those two teams match up? Then we already get an AFC West matchup. All those matchups I'm looking forward to. But we get the Raiders-Chargers, uh, which is a rematch of Week 18 where the Chargers won. Or my bad, the Raiders won. Raiders went to the playoffs. Chargers missed out. We get that rematch also Week 1 this time. Raiders have Devontae Adams. And the Chargers have Khalil Mack. A lot of additions. They got J.C. Jackson as well. And then Sunday night, Buccaneers, Cowboys, week one. That was also the season opener last year. It's still week one, but Sunday night in Dallas, the GOAT is 6-0 and against the Dallas Cowboys. Has not lost to him once. And I do not see Tom Brady losing to the Cowboys this year as well. 7-0 and for Tom Brady. And then Monday night football. Another top five matchup to me, just because of the storyline there. Not because I think it's going to be a great matchup, but just because the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson, he's returning to Seattle week one Monday night. There's no buildup, you know, week four like it was last year. Tom Brady and uh, to New England, it was, you know, week three, week four, Sunday night. This time it's hit the ground running, those emotions, Russell Wilson in Seattle, who's beloved there. I think it's going to be great, but I do think the Broncos win quite easily because I think Seattle has one of the worst rosters in the league, one of the worst teams in the league, and is going to be in contention for a top five draft pick. Give me the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. In week two, other good matchups. Chargers-Chiefs, yet another AFC West matchup. Chargers have played the Chiefs very tough since Justin Herbert has been the quarterback. Those games have been close. I'm expecting another one. Buccaneers-Saints week two. Tom Brady has yet to solve the Saints in the regular season since he's been at Tampa. 0-4 in the regular season. Uh, last year's uh, you know, Saints shut out the Buccaneers. Uh, Nine to zero. Tom Brady yelling at the coach, telling him to go. You know what yourself. Uh, 
things got heated. This time, Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, is on there. Last time, Tyron Matthew, Tom Brady got together. There were words exchanged in the Super Bowl. Then you've got two-story franchise, Patriots-Steelers going at it, Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, of a respect there. Bengals-Cowboys as well. Uh, a lot of people touting this Travon Diggs versus Jamar Chase. But don't give me that. Travon Diggs led in 1,000 receiving yards and pass coverage last year. He is not a lockdown, shutdown cornerback. Give me the Bengals. Give me Jamar Chase all day long over this pitiful Dallas Cowboy team. Cardinals Raiders will be good. Bears Packers, Sunday night. Aaron Rodgers has not lost a Sunday night game if he has played the Bears, and he has not thrown an interception. As he says, he owns the Bears. Then Monday, of course, is the doubleheader for Monday Night Football, Titans, Bills, Vikings, and Eagles. Week three, Thursday night, Steelers, Browns, still determined to see if uh, Deshaun Watson is going to be starting, if he's going to be suspended, what's happening with him. I think he'll be suspended, so it's unlikely we see him. So who who will we see? Is Baker Mayfield still on the team? Will they go with a Jacoby Brissett? Browns are definitely going to be an interesting story this whole season. Then Chiefs-Colts, you know, this has been a historically bad matchup for the Chiefs. Colts have gotten their number. This time Matt Ryan is here. Should be interesting. Packers-Buccaneers, I am out of the world excited for this game. Maybe because I buy tickets and I'm going to the season opener for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm very excited to see that. To see Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady for the sixth time. Should be great. Will be excited uh, for that one. Ravens-Patriots as well. John Harbaugh, Bill Belichick should be a good one as well. Rams-Cardinals, this is interesting because, you know, Cardinals started out so well last year, uh, as did the Rams, but the Cardinals limped off. Rematch of a wild card game where the Rams absolutely annihilated the Cardinals. Do the Cardinals come in here with a vengeance, some payback, or are they still dead from last year? And how do the Rams look defending their trophy? Then 49ers-Broncos Sunday night. Uh, should be a good one. Russell Wilson, very familiar with the San Francisco 49ers uh, and vice versa, 49ers with Russell Wilson. So that should be a tremendous matchup. Then Monday night, you've always got to have a Cowboys-Giants game somewhere in prime time. Uh, so let's get that over and done with early in the season because the Giants have no business being in prime time games because there's no implication of them going to be making the playoffs this year. Week four, Dolphins-Bengals. First time we see the Dolphins in primetime. The new-look Dolphins with the, you know, the quartet running back system that they have with Chase Edmonds, Miles Gaskin, uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, and now I forgot the other member of the band that they've got back there. Uh, but then we also get to see Tyreek Hill uh, with Tua, Jalen Waddle, and then the Bengals. 
How do they look after that Super Bowl loss? I think that is a very, very good team. It's an explosive offense. Uh, that's going to be a fun one uh, right there. That same week, Chiefs Buccaneers, Sunday night, rematch of a Super Bowl two years ago. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Travis Kelsey, see if Gronk is there. This will be a tremendous matchup in Tampa. Another one, you know, I'm looking forward to. Tom Brady, five primetime games. Uh, same with the Chiefs, five primetime games as well. You know, this, you know, NFL, I thought did a great job in general. Uh, with the schedule, you know, just with all the teams that have primetime games, I think there's 12 teams that have primetime games and it's teams that people want to see. So, yes, you know, great, great job from the NFL uh, for doing that. Also, week four, uh, Viking Saints in London. Uh Bills Ravens rematch of the wild card game or divisional game from a few years ago. Lamar Jackson got injured. You know, two powerhouses here, two dynamic quarterbacks. This will be a fun one as well. Then Sunday night, Broncos Raiders. I mean, afternoon game, Broncos Raiders. Another AFC West matchup. I'm looking forward to all of those. So, Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy going against Devontae Adams and Derek Carr in this system. All those matchups will be fun. And then Monday night, finally, we get to see the Rams and 49ers rematch in Santa Clara. These two teams that do not like each other. Hopefully, Debo will be back. He's back to following the 49ers. So, hopefully, the Avalanche branch has been extended and he'll play this year and he'll go out because the 49ers still have a good team. Go San Francisco all night, all day, whatever it takes. Go 49ers. And it's going to be interesting still to see Trey Lance. Is it Trey Lance? Is it Jimmy G? Uh, how does the quarterback situation look there? That is a big, big question mark to me. I still think that the smart play here is to keep Jimmy G and actually start him because if you're this unsure, you start him the first eight weeks. If you know, and hopefully things go well, trade him at the trade deadline. So at least you're dumping off a contract from him. You get value from him. Uh, before he walks, and hopefully by that time, Trey Lance is good to go having a year and a half under his belt. And then I remembered the fifth member of the Dolphins running back uh, quartet, Sony Michelle, that they just signed from the Rams. Week five, Colts Broncos Thursday night, get to see Jonathan Taylor and that great offensive line and Matt Ryan in primetime going against Russell Wilson, who gets yet another primetime game. Other good matchups that week, we get to see Ravens-Bengals Sunday night. Uh, last year, kind of robbed of this matchup because the Ravens were bit by the injury bug. 
quite a bit. So this year, hopefully, Lamar Jackson is healthy. Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters. So that when Joe Burrow, a.k.a. Joe Burr, a.k.a. Joe Shiesty, a.k.a. Jay Cool, throws another, another 500 yards on him, there's no excuses this time. Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals, get it done. Then Monday night, Raiders Chiefs, yet another AFC West matchup. I'm loving it. I love that they're spread out. I get to watch them all. Raiders Chiefs, Devontae, Derek Carr going up against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Week six, you know, finally a lackluster uh, Thursday night game, week six. Commanders and Bears, not too hyped for this one at all. Uh, got to throw in, you know, Carson Wentz and Justin Fields into some slot. But that week, also, Bills Chiefs on Sunday. That should be a good one as well. Uh, those matchups, we look at the playoffs, have been instant classics. Regular season last year, the Bills annihilated the Chiefs. But again, the Chiefs have got the better than them in the postseason two years in a row. So how do these two teams match up? This time around, no Tyreek Hill. Do the coaches empty out the playbook, play it soft, expecting, you know, another round come postseason? Uh, that should be another, you know, great matchup there. Also have the Bengals Saints as well. Saints, the team that, you know, Jameis Winston, how healthy is he going to be? He's going to be how he did last year in Sean Payton's scheme to Dennis Allen. Is there going to be any drop-off coming off that injury? Question marks surrounding that Saints because they have potential to be a dark horse team to make the playoffs. That's going to really rely on health of a quarterback in that offensive system. And Sunday night, Cowboys-Eagles. Again, what would Sunday night be without a Cowboys-Eagles matchup? And Monday night, another AFC West matchup in back-to-back Monday night weeks. This time, it is the Broncos and the Chargers. Russell Wilson, Randy Gregory, uh, Patrick Sertan going up against the Justin Herbert, uh, Khalil Mack, Keenan Allens of the world in another primetime matchup. Week 7, Saints-Cardinals. This is interesting because this Thursday night game, it's the first uh, time that DeAndre Hopkins will be eligible to play. He'll be able to return from his suspension and play the Saints. This is also interesting as well uh, because this was the same week uh, as well, same time last year that the Cardinals played the Packers at home on a Thursday night, and they lost in the season unraveled from there. Uh, So who knows if this is the same sort of matchup we'll see, uh, if it's another great Thursday night game like last year's was for the Arizona Cardinals at home. Uh, sh- should be good. Saints drafting Chris Olave. Hopefully Michael Thomas is back. But this should be a fun game to watch. Alvin Kamara as well is also good for a highlight or two. Then you have the Chiefs 49ers. Another Super Bowl rematch as well. 
from a few years ago in San Francisco, you know, if both teams are fully healthy, how do these teams now fare against each other? Browns Ravens, could this be the time we see Deshaun Watson back if he does get suspended? Uh, this would be a big game right there. Sunday night, Steelers Dolphins, and then Monday night, Bears Patriots. What's with the Bears getting primetime games in the NFL? I'm sorry. Uh, but the Bears weren't that good last year. I hate to break it to you. Hate to burst the bubble, but they weren't that good. They were 6-11. and 11. I don't expect them to be much better. They didn't help out Justin Fields at all this offseason. Which was giving the Bears a Sunday night game, a Thursday night game, and a Monday night game. Three primetime games in through seven weeks, while the Detroit Lions, who much improved, are the only team to not have a primetime game. Yes, they have a Thanksgiving uh, game, but that's in the morning. That does not count as a primetime game. Everybody gets a primetime game except the Lions. I feel a little gypped here. Yes, they were 3-13, and but they weren't the worst team in the league. They happened to go to the Jaguars, and the Jaguars actually have been the worst team in back-to-back years now, and even somehow they get a primetime game. So it's just a little odd to me that the Lions get singled out when the Lions have a larger fan base than the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars. But I'll speak and rant about that more later. Week 8, Ravens, Buccaneers, Thursday night, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, should be explosive, but it's on a short week, so I don't know how explosive it'll be. But this right here, a AFC contender, an NFC contender uh, going at it, uh, that's going to be, uh, you know, an out-of-this-world matchup as well. Buccaneers have a lot of, you know, great matchups on their schedule. Then you also get the Packers-Bills, Josh Allen versus... Aaron Rodgers, Sunday night, Halloween weekend, could get spooky there for Aaron Rodgers is Josh Allen slays the back-to-back MVP uh, who aspires to be uh, John Wick. And, you know, you guess you could say I'm back, quoting John Wick. But even though Aaron Rodgers' length Match, matches the hair of John. Look, he just doesn't quite have the full look. Uh, Josh Allen makes quick business of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Monday night, Bengals-Browns, uh, another NFC, AFC North matchup. Uh, hopefully Deshaun Watson's back so that Joe Shiesty can give him that work. Week 9. Here's what I'm talking about. The Texans get a primetime game. They get a Thursday night game against the Eagles. Eagles will probably smoke them. But here we are getting subjected to the Texans. The Texans who don't know how to run a franchise, who don't know how to run a football team. And here they are getting a Thursday night football game. Really, NFL? Davis Mills gets a primetime game. Davis Mills, Brandon Cooks, no running back. I mean, 
it's a joke that the Texans the Texans get a primetime matchup right there. But at least there's other good matchups that weekend to save me and my disgust from the Texans getting that Thursday night. Like what, you may ask? Oh, like the Rams-Buccaneers, a rematch of the divisional round. The Buccaneers have not had great success against the Rams. They have not. It's on record, and it pains me every single time I... It's like once a week I see an NFL page, and it was like, oh, the Bucks were so close to completing the comeback against the Rams, and I see the GOAT's 50-yard touchdown bomb to Mike Evans on the head of Jalen Ramsey. Leonard Fournette's touchdown run gets blown by a terrible defensive call where the Rams somehow win the game. Hopefully the GOAT finally gets even with the Rams, uh, it has just said, I have had enough of these guys. It is time to take them down. That's what I sincerely, truly hope for in this matchup. I hope the Bucks leave no stone unturned. I hope they empty up, up the playbook to beat the Los Angeles Rams. I really hope they do. Titans Chiefs. Sunday night last year, Titans just wiped the floor with the Chiefs. It wasn't even close. It was 27-3 to or something like that, or at halftime it was 27-3. to It was not even a game, and the crazy thing was Derrick Henry wasn't really involved in that game either. Uh, it was defense and Ryan Tannehill. I think it might be a little different this time around. Uh probably expecting the Chiefs to do a little better in this matchup. Then Monday night, you have the Ravens in the Saints right there in what uh, should be a matchup. Tyron Matthew, you know, was interested in the Ravens, Ravens interested in him, but just wanted to go to the Saints. So here he is with the Saints, but he also has familiarity with the Baltimore Ravens from being a member of the Chiefs, playing them, you know, every single year. Uh, so don't count on him to just not know what he's doing against Lamar Jackson, because uh, he does. Week 10, Falcons-Panthers, Thursday night. I mean, come on. Come on, Amazon Prime. You're supposed to be better than this. If you're paying for Amazon Prime for Prime Video, you expect Premium matchups, if you're paying extra money to watch NFL games that used to be, you know, for free on Fox, uh, but now i got to pay for Prime Video to watch the Falcons-Panthers. I mean, come on, at least make the matchups as good as the Sunday and Monday night games. But that weekend, you've got football in Germany, Seahawks and Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers will probably wipe the floor. Cowboys-Packers, you've got Mike McCarthy's return. To Lambeau Field, uh, a lot of people are anticipating this matchup because there are so many Cheesehead fans out there, and there's so many delusional Cowboy fans up there that they're hyping this matchup up is the ice bowl of what it was 50 years ago, and you know the Des Bryant catch and going down memory lane for all these matchups. And guess what? I don't think this game 
is going to have an iconic moment, is going to have a Bart Starr QB sneak, a um, ice bowl feel since it's November 13th, you know, or a Des Bryant, you know, if he would have caught it, we could have won a playoff game, or a Jared Cook or a Mason Crosby crazy kick. I don't see anything iconic happen here. You know what I see happening? Aaron Rodgers whooped that trick on the Dallas Cowboys. That's what I see happening. That, to me, is the most likeliest scenario of the Cowboys-Packers game is the collective demise of the Cowboys fans and organization uh, right there in Lambeau Field. That, to me, is the most likely outcome is the Packers beating the Cowboys 10 ways to Sunday. Then Sunday night, Chargers 49ers, an inner California battle between Northern and Southern California. Who will prevail? (coughs) Probably the 49ers. Excuse me there. Yeah, 49ers uh, give me them all day against the Chargers. And then Monday night, we get to see the Commanders in another primetime game because, you know, the Commanders just ooze greatness out of them against the Eagles. I mean, come on. You know, we're slowing down here with primetime matchups other than Sunday night. Then week 11, Titans and Packers. This one could go either way, uh, but it's in Green Bay. I'll probably give the edge to Green Bay. Uh, because by that time it will be getting cooler there in Lambeau, November 17th. Uh, and, you know, the Titans had a rough sledding against Aaron Rodgers. It's in Lambeau. That's going to be tough. And then that same weekend we see Lions-Giants. I'm excited because two great defensive players, Aiden Hutchinson, Kevon Thibodeau, were drafted. By that time, we should likely see who is – Uh, the better player through 10 weeks, but this one will also have winning bragging rights as well. Then we get another AFC West matchup in Chiefs and Chargers of that same day. Sunday night, Bengals-Steelers, and then Monday night, Mexico City, 49ers-Cardinals, and then also another AFC West matchup in Raiders-Broncos. So week 11 should be a fun, exciting week in football. Week 12, we hit Thanksgiving. Bills-Lions, I mean, even although the Lions have not been great on Thanksgiving, instead of giving them matchups like the Bears where, you know, it's just terrible football, why not give them an exciting team so the Bills can just beat down on my Lions on their one game that they watch so that everyone can question the Lions being on Thanksgiving. Thanks, NFL. Thanks for that. So when the Bills are up 40 to 0 at halftime, then I know that, hey, you know, if they're removed from Thanksgiving, I can thank Roger and the schedule release announcers for doing that. Then Giants Cowboys, and I finish with a lackluster Thursday night game in the Patriots Vikings. I could have done a little better after, you know, finishing the turkey. And then that Sunday, we get the Rams-Chiefs. Last time we saw those matchups, it was one of the most entertaining, if not the most entertaining game of all time when the Rams beat the Chiefs 54-51 in what was an absolute thriller. Don't see that happening with these two offenses. 
but still should be a fun one. Patrick Mahomes, please, please beat Matthew Stafford in those Rams. Then Bengals-Titans rematch of a divisional round in Tennessee as well, where last time we saw this game happen, Ryan Tannehill just choked the game away, throwing three interceptions, costing his team the game. You know, will he be better this time, or will Joe Burrow just continue to rise up? Then that Sunday night, Packers-Eagles, Monday, Steelers-Colts. Week 13, Bills-Patriots, been used to this as a primetime game, especially later in the season, as it's, you know, the past couple of years, winner of this late game has gone on to win the division. Uh, so we'll see if this is like that. I don't think so. I think the Bills have really separated themselves from the Patriots. I think the Patriots have digressed a little. So I see this being an easier matchup for the Buffalo Bills, and it's in New England. So hopefully there's not a blizzard game like it was last year. Then Jaguars-Lions. The two worst teams last year get to duke it out. you got Jaguars fans saying at least that's one win. you got the Lions fans saying at least one win. Well, guess what? The Lions are beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. I really don't have to worry about that. I don't even have to pencil it in. I can pin it in, type it in, sign it. You know what? Lions winning that game. Uh, if there's one guarantee I make all season, that might be my my surefire, 100% authenticated, guaranteed pick that the Detroit Lions beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chiefs Bengals, another exciting game on the schedule, which happens to be a a rematch of two games last year that was played, uh, two games in which the Bengals won both times. The first one, regular season matchup in Cincinnati, where Cincinnati came from behind uh, 14, 15 points and beat the Chiefs. Uh, Jamar Chase had himself a day, 200 uh, yards, four touchdowns, gave me 61 fantasy points to win my uh, week. I mean, he was sensational. The comeback was uh, and then they did it to them again in the AFC Championship game. Uh, we'll see if the Chiefs have figured out the Bengals or if the Bengals are still far of a superior team. Then Broncos-Ravens. Uh, historically, this has been a fun matchup dating back to the times of Peyton Manning and Ray Lewis and kind of their bouts throughout the years there. This time we get a new iteration of Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson, two dynamic quarterbacks in the same conference. And especially now as we get to week 13, enter December, much more playoff seeding, playoff implications. These games mean a bit more around this time. In Sunday night, Colts-Cowboys. And Monday night, we get the Saints and Buccaneers. Week 14, Raiders-Rams. Excited for this one is the past couple of years, Devontae Adams has been on the Packers, and Devontae's just gotten the better of Jalen Ramsey and this matchup. But now we'll see if he can do the same with Derek Carr. I expect maybe so. I expect the Raiders to be improved, to be a better team. I like Derek Carr and this team a lot. I think they can win some games. Uh with Josh McDaniels as the head coach. I like the Las Vegas Raiders. Buccaneers 49ers. 
Tom Brady? Could he get revenge on a team that he wanted to go to? His hometown team in the 49ers that spurned him? I guess we'll find out. Chiefs-Broncos, another AFC West matchup. Late in the season, that Sunday night. And then Monday night, Patriots and Cardinals. Week 15, 49ers-Seahawks. Seahawks under Pete Carroll have owned the 49ers as of recently, but a lot of those wins have come with Russell Wilson. It has begged me to ask. I think a lot of it is due to Russell Wilson, the magic of Russell Wilson. But this year, this time around, the 49ers don't have a problem with the Seahawks because they have Drew Lockett quarterback, not Russell Wilson. Then we also get to see the Lions and Jets. Uh, you know, the two sorry franchises there. I think my Lions will win yet again. Then I get another exciting, 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 exciting matchup. Bengals and Buccaneers. Joe Shiesty, to me, the closest thing to Tom Brady, gets to play Tom Brady himself. Week 8-15, late in the season there. Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin should be back by then. Uh, this should be an explosive offensive matchup there. Also get to see the Dolphins-Bills. How does Tyreek and Tua face against the Buffalo Bills? Are they any match for the Buffalo Bills? Then we see the Cardinals-Broncos, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, again, Two teams familiar with each other, Patriots, Raiders. And then Monday night, Rams goes to the Packers. No Devontae, but still, Matthew Stafford has had a tough time in Green Bay. Last year, the Packers uh, took care of business against the Rams. Time is later in the season. I think the Packers can still take care of business this time around and beat the Rams. Jaguars-Jets then is Week 16 primetime game. Really? Week 16, I get the Jaguars and the Jets. The Jaguars get this primetime slot over the Lions. Uh, that hurts. Hurts to see that because I really don't want to see the Jaguars in primetime because they're just that bad. But instead, that's what I get. It's terrible. Then, because it's Christmas weekend, most of the games are on Saturday. You know, you've got... The Saturday night game of Raiders-Steelers, Eagles-Cowboys uh, could be a big division game there. Seahawks-Chiefs. Uh, and then Sunday, Christmas Day, you've got three matchups uh, on Christmas. Uh, staggered out, you've got the Packers-Dolphins, kind of like Thanksgiving uh, there. We'll see if the Dolphins are in any contention anymore. Broncos-Rams as well. Russell Wilson returning to L.A. Familiar with them. Sean McVay says he's familiar with Russell Wilson, but should be a great matchup. And then the Sunday night Christmas game, Cardinals, back-to-back Christmas games. This time, they're hosting the GOAT and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, yeah, I think I'm overjoyed at this matchup that Tom Brady's coming to coming to my town, Arizona. The Monday night Chargers-Colts. Week 17, last Thursday night game of the year, Cowboys-Titans. Kind of a big NFC-AFC matchup there because these two teams, Cowboys-Titans, I kind of think similarly of them. 
they have a chance to win their division, a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, they have a lot of, you know, stretches where they can be mediocre, stretches of mediocrity. They're going to have to overcome and play great. They're inconsistent. So it's going to be interesting to see where these two teams are at this late in the season. We also get another AFC West matchup that week. Broncos Chiefs, uh, Steelers Ravens. Always fun between Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh. Mike Tomlin doing a lot of John last year about the Ravens and how predictable they are. Uh, So we'll see if they come out firing. Then Sunday night. Rams-Chargers, the Battle of L.A., NFC versus AFC, go Chargers, but should be a lot of fun right there. And then last Monday night game of the year for the regular season is the Bills-Bengals, and I can't believe that this matchup is this late into the season where the Sunday games have been played for Week 17, so this game could be a deciding factor for the one seed, for a two seed. This, to me, is one of the biggest games of the year, and it comes so late on January 2nd in Cincinnati. Uh, I just think because of how late it is, this is one that's pegged like, whoa, this, a lot of things can happen. Teams, you can lay down the line because come week 18, we might be able to rest our players if we win this game. That's how big of a matchup that game is uh, right there. And the fact that it is, you know, the last primetime game as well for Monday night. I mean, NFL did a good job on that one. And then the final week, week 18, where no times are decided yet. It's all to be determined, but we still have the matchups. Uh AFC West, AFC West matchups uh, still. Chargers Broncos, uh, to me, should be a good game. You have the Chiefs Raiders, uh, everybody playing for division. Ravens Bengals, as well. Uh, Cardinals Forty ers So we'll see what happens by the time Week Eighteen comes around. But there's the full slate. There's the full schedule right there. My top games that I'm looking forward to. Just an honorable mention, like I've been saying throughout this podcast, every AFC West matchup, the Broncos Raiders, uh, the Broncos Chiefs, the Broncos Chargers, uh, the Chargers Chiefs, the Chargers Raiders, uh, all those games, highly looking forward to. But number five, it's the Bengals Ravens, uh, because, you know, there's been a lot of talk, won't just say my brother, who says, it would be different if Lamar and the Ravens were healthy. Where I really don't think it'd be that different. I think the Bengals would beat the Ravens, but this game makes my list because I want to see the definitive, hey, if the Bengals, Joe Burrow, beat the Ravens three times in a row. It's really a Ravens problem, not an injury problem at that point. So that's a top game for me. Another game, Broncos-Seahawks again, week one. It's not the, not the matchup, it's the storyline. It's Russell Wilson going back to Seattle, getting it out of the way. Uh, Should be a great matchup. Number three, Bills-Rams. Yes, season opener is exciting. Two of the most dynamic teams right off the bat is going to set the tone for the rest of the season. Give me the Bills. Give me Josh Allen. Give me Von Miller. 
but this game this game's hyped up uh just I just would like to flash forward uh, to September eighth to where I'm grilling wings, prepping for the game so that I can sit down at five twenty uh Pacific time and watch this game and know that the NFL season is officially underway. Number two, Packers and Buccaneers. Another one. Maybe I'm a little biased because I'm going to this game, but Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, how much longer are we going to see this matchup, these two teams, rematch of the NFC championship game where the Buccaneers got the better of them? It should be a great matchup. And number one, just mentioned it, the Bills and the Bengals. Yes, yes, yes. Sign me up for Joe Burrow versus uh, Josh Allen. Sign me up all day long uh, for a primetime Monday night game where, to me, the stakes should be high going into the game. I expect both teams to be really, really good. Uh, I might be on cloud nine for that game uh, just for the level of excitement. Uh, the possibilities of what that game could mean that late in the season. But now that I've looked at the schedule, I've looked at it quite a bit. Here's who I think are going to be the teams with the best records. In the AFC, who I think will have the one seed is the Buffalo Bills. In the AFC, it's really a gauntlet. Uh, but I'm giving the edge to the Bills because they have the easiest division Patriots, I think, are descending. I think Miami has improved, but there's a big question mark with Tua, and I'm not sold on the New York Jets. So, to me, they win their division, and they win the conference because you look at the AFC West, like I said, those matchups are going to be tough because they play each other twice. The Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos, that's tough. I think Tennessee has slid a little bit. Indianapolis Rose, but they meet somewhere in the middle around the 10-win mark. AFC North, I think Cincinnati's good, but still tough. Pittsburgh has had a winning record since Mike Tomlin's been there. Cleveland's improved. Baltimore should be better. So, to me, the Bills, because they have the easiest division, can come through. And it's still not tough uh, because they play the Bengals, they play the Chiefs, they play the Ravens, the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks. I'm not the Bucks, uh, the Chiefs. So, it's tough. It's a tough schedule. All these teams have tough schedules. I really do think it's going to be a brutal pit fight sort of where all the playoff teams are 10 and 7 are 11 and 5 are 11 and 6 uh, maybe 9 and 8 uh, but buffalo has just the one win more they're at 12 and 5 they're the only afc team with 12 wins they just hit that mark and they make uh they have the one seed there and then in the nfc give me the goat Give me Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. A lot of people like the Rams, but they have the toughest schedule. And I like the Bucs because even though they have a hard schedule, a lot of their, you know, quote-unquote tough games are at home. Packers is a home game. Chiefs is a home game. Rams, Ravens, Bengals, they are all home games. And their other tough games, which are less tough than their tough ones, you know, the 49ers, the Cowboys, Steelers, they're away. So, they have a, even though it's a tough schedule, it's a favorable schedule that they play all their really marquee matchups at home. So I like the, 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go 13-4. and four. Initially, I thought 14-3. and three. Um, Last year, you know, I said 20-0, not going to go that crazy, uh, even though I would like to see it. I think 13-4 and four is more than enough to win this league, uh, win the NFC, win. I think Dallas has rescinded. They won't be 12-5. and five. Green Bay won't be 13-4. and four. Uh, Rams 12-5. and five. I'm going to make a pick on them uh, soon. But I really do think Tampa Bay will be the clear-cut number one team in the NFC. And it's nice, too, because a lot of people are doubting them. They're still talking about the Rams and the Packers. In Tampa Bay, even though they got the GOAT, still making attention, not a lot of people are still picking them in the media, which I'm totally fine with. And here's going to be my other teams, my other playoff teams. This is going to round up the AFC. So, number one, I got the Buffalo Bills. To follow them is the Bengals, the Colts, and then the rest of the AFC West. Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers all make the playoffs in the NFC. And then the AFC uh, playoff bracket is fun, fun, fun. And then the NFC, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Following suit, the other six playoff teams underneath the Buccaneers are going to be the Packers, 49ers, Cowboys, Eagles, Rams. And I picked the Cardinals. That's what I'm very weary about because of how they ended last year. But I look at it and, you know, it's really a toss-up. You know, I, you know, is it going to be the Cardinals? Could it be the Saints? You know, I'm weary about them. I really don't think it's going to be the Vikings. Uh, so that last NFC matchup or that last NFC team is really the team I'm the least confident in. Then here's some surprising teams. Lions are projected, I think, around under six and a half wins. I look at their schedule and laugh at me, but I I see eight and nine written all over their schedule. At first, I was thinking seven and ten, but with how it's split, I do see eight and nine. Dan Campbell, this team was competitive last year, a lot of one-score games. They improved the roster a lot on both sides of the ball. I do like this team. I think they lose to the Eagles, uh, start 0-1. I think they go out, beat the Commanders then at home, 1-1, lose to the Vikings, 1-2. Seahawks, I think, are terrible. I think the Lions can do it. Beat the Seahawks, 2-2. Two Patriots, and this is where they enter a losing streak. They lose to the Patriots two and three, Cowboys two and four, Dolphins uh, two and five, Packers two and six. Now here's where things get interesting. The Bears, I think they beat the Bears. You know, was that three and seven? Giants beat them four and seven. Here come the Bills. I said that's going to be the decimation of the Lions. Uh, that's four and eight. Then the Jaguars. That's five and eight. They get the Vikings again. I think they beat them six and eight. Jets seven eight and eight. Panthers eight and eight. Uh, or that could be a loss. Bears again. I could see them losing. Uh, you know, be uh, actually I missed the game, so they'd be eight and eight by now, and then finish with the Packers and lose. So eight and nine. I do like it. Call me delusional. Call me crazy. Call me a diehard Lions fan. Whatever you will. I just think. You know, I'm not saying going going crazy, Lions are making a playoffs, great team, anything like that. But I look at them, and they were on the wrong side of a lot of close games. They flipped the switch this year. I could see them winning those close games and being 8-9. and nine. 
Now, here's a team that I think, surprisingly, a lot of teams haven't picked as a favorite to go back. I don't think so. It's the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, why? Because they're running back. They let Sony Michelle walk. Cam Akers has dealt with injury problems. So has Daryl Henderson. But offensive line took a step back, especially in pass protection. Uh, yes, your receivers are very Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson. But Jalen Ramsey is not a shutdown corner. I've seen him get torched day in and day out by about every single team now. So it really is Aaron Donald. They have no Von Miller. They have no draft capital. Uh, yes, they signed Bobby Wagner, but he's not as good as he once was. I'm expecting the Rams to decline. I see them losing to the Bills and starting off the season 0-1. Then they'll rebound, you know, beat the Falcons, beat the Cardinals, get to 2-1. and 49ers at San Francisco Monday night. I see them losing that game. Uh, so 2-2. Two and two. Then they pull off some wins. They beat the Cowboys, uh, beat the Panthers. Then they'll get revenge on the 49ers and be 5-2. and two. Goat gets revenge on them, 5-3. and three. I'll say they beat the Cardinals again, 6-3. and three. They beat the Saints, 8-3. and three. They lose to the Chiefs, you know, 8-4. and four. They beat the Seahawks, 9-4. and four. Here's where it gets tough. Raiders, I think matchup well beat them, 9-5. and five. Packers, Aaron Rodgers owns them, 9-6. and six. Broncos, Russell Wilson, 9-7. and seven. Rams lose, that's 9-8, and eight, or Chargers, 9-8. and eight. And Seahawks finish off. So I'm really looking at the Rams at 10-7, and 9-8. and eight. Uh, I do think they take a step off from where they were last year. Uh, still a lot of drama surrounding them and Odell Beckham and Aaron Donald's contract, Cooper Cup's contract. So with all those, you know, I am not high on the Rams at all. So those are just some of my reactions to the schedule, my game rankings. I am looking forward to the NFL starting in just about four months. But let me just close out on a couple in the NBA NHL notes. I was right yesterday. Heat advanced past the 76ers, made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Jimmy Butler after the game saying, Tobias over me, Tobias over me, referencing when they signed Tobias to the Supermax contract and they traded Jimmy Butler because they were forced to keep one or the other. And clearly they made the wrong choice. Joel said that he would have loved to have Jimmy stay or even be in Miami with Jimmy. And Jimmy says he loves Joel. Clearly the friendship is strong there. But it is true that Philadelphia made the wrong choice and he could have had both Jimmy and Joel and still Ben Simmons, or even if the trade for James Harden, things could have looked very differently if they chose the star in Jimmy Butler over Tobias Harris. Then I was also right on the Mavericks forcing a game seven. I said Suns and seven all along. People were laughing at me, calling me crazy, but the home team has dominated this series. We're going to a game seven. Dallas was great. You know what I need to start doing? I need to start, you know, writing my picks down because I think I'd have a pretty good record with how much I've got right compared to how much I got wrong. It's something I might start compiling and keeping track of. But tonight, I think the Bucks are going to close out the Celtics at home. But if for some weird reason the Celtics win this game, Bucks are still going to close this out in seven on Sunday. Give me Giannis, the best player on the planet, over anybody on the Celtics. Then I also think the Grizzlies force to game seven. I think they are sick and tired of listening to Draymond disrespect him constantly. Now, you know, Draymond, at least he follows his own word of advice where he doesn't like the 
when, you know, you, the front runners and talking trash when, you know, you're behind at least, you know, for a couple of years, you know, during the injuries, he wasn't really loud. But now he's back to his loud self, and I hope the Grizzlies shut him up. Then uh, game seven, again, I'm still picking the Suns, but I am a little nervous about this Mavericks-Suns game. Why? Because this is Devin Booker's first game seven, this group's first game seven. They didn't face a game seven at all last year. Uh, and then also Chris Paul has blown four two zero leads uh if he loses game seven, that'll be the fifth blown two zero lead uh where he'll have the most uh two zero leads lost in n b a history so the history has not been on chris Paul's side on a game seven, so that makes me nervous because game sevens anything can happen uh you know. Nothing out of an ordinary. I expect this game to be very close. I expect the Suns to win, but I am nervous. It's to me, it's fifty-one forty-nine in favor of the Suns. It's to me more of a coin flip at this point. And then on the NHL, I was fifty percent yesterday. I thought the Bruins would extend the series. They did. I thought the Lightning would extend. Sadly, they did. Lost uh, the Maple Leafs. Lost in overtime. Heart- heartbreaker. Then I was wrong on the other two. Blues beat the Wild and won this series. Very shocking to me that they did that, but congratulations on making it out. Then I thought the Kings would close it out. They did not, uh, but they did come back. They were down 2-0 on the third. They come back, tie it up, but Oilers, you know, forced a game seven. Now tonight, I think all teams are closing out. Penguins-Rangers, I'm very nervous about my Penguins, but I'm still repping with them. I'm still rolling with them. I think the Penguins win. It's big that this game is at home. They win. I think the Panthers close out the Capitals. Flames close out the Stars. Uh, And then tomorrow, all the Game 7s. I pick the Bruins to win the series. I'm picking them to win Game 7, even though the home team has won this whole series so far. Maple Leafs, I'm sticking with them. This is alternated. Luck is on my side. And then Kings-Oilers, same thing, alternated. This is the Kings' time to win. I like the Kings in this game. So there we go. This has been Unbothered with Josh Morani. I'll be talking about the NFL schedule more. But what about you? What games are you looking forward to this year? Who do you think is going to have the best record? Talk to everyone later. Bye, everybody.